It's that episode, not that episode, not that episode. It's that episode. It's that episode with Craig Rowan. Welcome to It's That Episode with Craig Rowan, uh, the podcast where I invite people over to watch any episode of any TV show they choose, and we talk about it and a bunch of other bullshit. Uh, today, I'm very happy to have a very special guest. You may know him as Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force or Granny from Squidbillies. Please welcome Dana Snyder. Hello. Don't forget I also played Shrub Attorney in the episode Revenge of the Trees. Okay. Of uh, that's a little uh, deep cut. Shrub attorney. That's right. Shrub attorney. So, where is that a lawyer made out of a bush? He was a tiny shrub who kept screaming, "Guilty! Guilty!" <laughs> Wait, in what show? Uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also played a tidy cat on an internet-only uh, tidy cat kitty litter campaign. What was your tagline there? Guilty. Same thing. <laughs> I got to poop, man. <laughs> I got to tidy up my poop. I've got to tidy up my junk. <laughs> um, so welcome to It's That Episode, Dana. Thank you. Uh, what show did you decide to watch today? Uh, today, the decision was made to watch a show that I have watched many times. Mm-hmm. I both like it and do not like it at the same time. Uh, the show being Storage Wars. I also like Storage Wars. I watched it the other night, actually. And uh, what what makes you like it and dislike it? You know, I like it because I like I like to put myself in their place of ooh, I wish if I bought that unit. I like buying shit anyway, <laughs> and that's like a treasure. That's like a treasure hunting. That's relatively easy. You just have to show up to one of these auctions. But then I also don't like it because you know I'm sort of. I like reality. I watch true TV and things. Wiener mm. Circle. Uh, we were talking the other day about American Colony, Meet the Hutterites. Right. Which I saw a promo for the other day, and which, I was definitely interested yeah, in that show. We would have been watching that right now had I been able to find a uh, an episode of it for us to watch. That, that is was, quite all right. This, yeah, the, the but one, this is good. The storage wars is great. A lot of great characters, and it's just fun to watch people be like, "Is there money in there? Can we? Is there some yeah. way?" And then, and then there's a little historical thing. Yeah, what yeah, channel yeah. is this? Isn't on the History Channel? Is no, it? this is on um, Discovery or A and E or A&E. it's one of yeah, those one History A and E Discovery. They're all the same thing. Yeah, um, the one that we I, I chose the episode, um, and the only reason I did was because. It's a Star Wars reference, but it's May the Vaults Be With You, which I feel like they could have, I don't know, picked a different word instead of vaults. It doesn't, it's not really a play on words. Yeah. And the synopsis says, the buyers venture back to the notorious vault auction, this time in Chatsworth, California. Jared and Brandy find something that makes noise. Interesting. If, if not money. Oh. Barry Weiss uses the force, dot, 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 the auction buying force, that is. <laughs> Hold for laugh. <laughs> Daryl Sheets finds treasure in Brandon's pile of trash, and Dave Hester barks a lot. But is there any bite behind it? Interesting. Someone had fun writing that one, I think. That they put much more time than they did into yeah. the episode title. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, who? So, do you watch this enough that you have a favorite? Um, uh, like, bitter. I think I like that guy Barry. 
Barry. He's crazy. Barry, yeah. I like him. A friend of mine in California knows him. Oh. And we're trying to figure out, you know, why he's, because he's kind of rich, he seems like. He's always yeah. driving up in different cars and stuff. And apparently his family has a large fruit business, like uh, orchards or fruit merchant of some type that they, uh, was how he gets all the stuff. But he always goes to this place called the Dresden Room. Which is where Marty and Elaine play all the time, which are like a weird old lounge act. Uh-huh. They're six days a week, never miss the performance. Wow! Yeah. So he's like he's, and I think he's the definition sort of of an eccentric millionaire. Yeah. He like wears. I remember in an episode he's wearing strange pants. Yeah. He also and won, he always wears those gloves that look like skeleton, skeleton hands when gloves. he goes through the stuff. My favorite thing is I watched an episode of this week of this was when he'll because his whole thing is he just wants the one thing that's like an antique. He yeah. loves like antiques. He's looking. He, he would. He's like he. I think I like him the most because he's the guy that looks for the stuff as a, like how I probably would. He's looking for the one neat. He's looking for a right. real treasure. Because like some of them, they're like, okay, we found a bike. We could probably sell this for fifty dollars. Yeah. He yeah, doesn't give a shit. Couple, they're like, we got some appliances here, babe. <laughs> Coffee maker. That's five bucks. Yeah, exactly. This thing, like I don't give a shit about but that. He, stuff. But he. My favorite part of him is when he buys a unit. So basically, if this, if you haven't ever watched the show, they buy units yeah. of storage units. That People have no longer made the payments for after a certain amount of time where they haven't made the payment, they go into auction. So these people all go to a storage unit, they bid with a guy who talks really quick. They open the unit, they can they have like <laughs> they one can, minute to look into the unit. They, but can't they cannot walk go in. in, but they can just look from afar. And uh, so then they'll bid, and sometimes the bidding goes up to like a couple thousand because yeah. you know they see something that's definitely a high price item that they can sell. Then, uh, uh, then they'll keep bidding higher. And my favorite part about uh, uh, Barry is when he'll get a unit and he'll just chuck things Throws on the everything. ground. Yeah, it doesn't care. <laughs> he doesn't all care. the stuff that all these other people would definitely keep and save and make money with. He just is. He just throws it out. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Um, yeah, and the sh- the show is it's all these different people sort of have different businesses or like yeah. one of the people those, this couple uh, Brandy were, and uh, Jared Brandy right? and Jared. Own a what, they have like a thrift shop. Yeah, thrift shop. So they'll put anything they, on their yeah. As opposed to a charitable thrift shop where people bring donations to them, they go to places like this and buy stuff and then mark it up a little bit. And, and that's what the other guy does too. That Dave Hester. Well, guy. Dave Hester not but only does like, he have a thrift shop, he has basically a warehouse and he'll yeah. do like eBay auctions. He'll do yeah, everything. Right. He'll sort and of. And he's the guy. He's always like the big money guy. He like he'll buy the he'll buy he'll pay. He's the one who'll pay. You know. Well, he's got ten grand for a storage shed because it looks like it has a bunch of restaurant equipment and stuff. Right, exactly. He has I remember guys who come and like he's got guys that bring the truck and he has employees. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's like a big wig. He's and like he, the empire. He's like the and his thing is that he when he does the auction, the way he says oh, yeah. uh, that Derezi he goes, "Yep, yeah." <laughs> Every time. In fact, I watched an episode this week. From this this season, the newest season, and he now has a truck that says "Yup" on yeah. the side. That gets back to what I don't like about this show, which I don't like about all these shows. Like they're all good, not all of them, but then they start to be like self aware of their celebrity, so right. it turns like gross a little bit. Well, I think that that's a big part of this this type of show, or, or like I know they did on like Real Housewives, is they can market themselves. Like one of the women on Real Housewives had like a cooking line or something, mm-hmm. so that they this now becomes sort of an advertisement yeah. for them. And then you know if you're 
looking to buy stuff, you'll be like, yeah, I'll look at Dave Hester's sure, website. Sure, why not? You know, so I've gone there before. I've watched this show, and while I'm watching, I sit there with my iPad and like look up, because he has that hat that says, you know, DaveHesterConsignment.com. <laughs> right. I've looked it up. It's a useless website. There's nothing on there. <laughs> Wait, isn't there one episode where the um, his big uh, rival is Daryl Sheets? Oh, yeah. And they took I one like of, that guy, too. Yeah, he's, he's the big guy the with a son who sort of looks like he would work on American Choppers. Yeah. And... They once took um, uh, what's his name, Dave Hester's hat, and like made like oh, they made like their own like douchey, like, yeah, anti version of yeah, it, like right. Dave Hester Khan, yeah, right. or something, you know, something like that. Oh God, it is. And he was such, very upset about it. Very pissed off. Um, I'm excited for this. I like this show. It's a guilty pleasure show. Yeah, I don't feel that guilty when I watch it, but yeah, it's, it's not like I mean I don't really watch this, but like desperate or what's that? Real real, any of the Real Housewives would be, if it's at all enjoyable, it, that would definitely be a guilty pleasure. That's but there's more no guilty. pleasure. Uh, well, I said it on my on uh, an earlier episode, but I one of the you can even see it's up here. But I've been this is my real guilty oh. pleasure. Is Don't be tardy for the wedding, which is I've watched a bunch of episodes of that. It's a Real Housewife of Atlanta, and she's oh, spending one. millions of dollars on a wedding, and it's all about her her wedding. But I, you know what, I'm I'm building up towards a wedding, so I feel like that's research. Yeah, that is research for you. That's not. It's I uh, speaking of the Real Housewives, uh, we my wife and I went to Victoria, Canada, uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, and while we were there, we had the TV on. You, I was like, "Ooh, what's foreign but not foreign Canada TV like?" Real Housewives of Toronto. Whoa! <laughs> Except they were all just like kind of nice and like they were they were <laughs> polite a little bit and like you know, right? They were real nice people. They were Canadians, so it was just yeah. the the uh, the uh, this without the American version without teeth, basically. Yeah, just, exactly. Like yeah, let's uh, let's go work. We're gonna at have a-, a party. Yeah, everybody's invited. There won't be any issues. Yeah. I brought a bottle of wine. Oh, that's wonderful. And then, well, like, should the, we put the leftover wine? The big, we're never going to drink it all. <laughs> that's the big drama. It's like, well, we have too much wine now. Yeah, right. Where do we store it? We have two bottles between the eight of us girls. Oh. We'll never finish that. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we'll just have to have another party next week. I guess so. <laughs> and then at that party, they have too little wine. Yeah. That's and then right. they just buy more wine. Wait a minute. I think one of you parked me in. Dun, dun, dun. All right, oh. I guess I'll get my keys. I'll get my keys and get you out. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> the ratings in America would be just zero. Yeah, they're through the roof. Yes, it's the it's the uh, it puts everything else out of business. Yeah, yeah, that show. Eh, it, I, I, it's it's. It's a guilty play. It's like one of those things that you can just watch. Um, it's only fun because you're watching those rich ass bitches have miserable lives for the most part and act like idiots well, and yet they're like still rewarded because they're rich and there was one I forget I guess it was probably Real Housewives of Orange County but they had Fraser's wife on it Kelsey Grammer's oh, yeah. wife oh that's the Beverly Hills one maybe Beverly, right? yeah, yeah one of those um and it was just funny to every once in a while see Kelsey Grammer in the background of shots or like just sort of like oh I'm I'm in the show <laughs> and then he got divorced they got divorced. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this right. is just a terrible... Like, I shouldn't know any of this. Like, I shouldn't know who Kelsey Grammer's married to. Yeah, I don't no. care. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> and yet, we all do. And I love it. I once yeah. saw... I went to Thanksgiving Day Parade, Kelsey Grammer. He's on a float. I think he looked right at me. <laughs> What's he doing on a, on a float? <laughs> we need spectacular. We need... 
We need Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Something that make, can make the crowd whip them into a frenzy. I, I was going nuts. Well, John Ratzenberger is not available. <laughs> George Wendt is out of the country this month. Let's get Chelsea Grammer. Chelsea Grammer. Kelsey Grammer. Oh, yeah, Kelsey Grammer. Well, You're thinking of Chelsea um, Clinton. No, this, guy had a, this guy had a speech impediment when I was in. <laughs> right. I, know, I forgot that the guy, the guy, that's true, the guy who does um, do the booking for the Thanksgiving right. Day Parade has a very strange right. little speech. We're also it. getting Trevor Nealon to do it, <laughs> and um, Tate and Mary Kay Olson, and um, Chevin Schlein. Trevin Schlein is a, <laughs> a fan favorite. Everybody loves Trevin Schlein. Trevin um, Cool. So why don't we watch this episode? Anything you'll be looking out for or, or you're excited to see in May the Vaults be with you? Uh, no. <laughs> All right. On that note... <laughs> Just general, uh, not, you know. generally not at all. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna watch this episode right now. I'm excited. I okay. I'm excited to see what, what Barry, how they, how the show, whoever wrote this blurb is interpreting Barry using the force to find a treasure. Yes, in. I as my guess is I assume either there's a Star Wars memorabilia or he's having a kooky little. He, he says, says like some a, friend dressed up as a Jedi. Or right, something, exactly. Right? He has uh, a dwarf dressed a as, little person <laughs> dressed as a Jedi as, as Yoda, Yoda on his back, wearing him like a backpack. Because he did have that once. He once had yeah. a little person, and but then he put him on stilts. Put him on stilts, which is just okay. Just get a regular get a tall person. guy. Get a fun, nice tall person. Yeah, made no sense. But, Very strange. But you know, we wouldn't be talking that. about it. That's if, right. <laughs> hey, we're ta- my favorite thing to talk about in advertising, where you're like, well. But we're talking. talking we're talking about it. Well, we're talking about it. How many times? Uh, why we were uh, doing the thing we were doing this week? Have the Budweiser frogs been mentioned? Ver- Mer- and the what's up? What's uh, up, Budweiser? And the cat tidy um, thing yeah. that's come up. Hey, we're talking about it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's t- let's take a watch. All right. Here, here we go. Hi, right, welcome. Before we crack these vaults, you need to know the rules. You can't go inside. You can't touch. You can't poke. You can't open any boxes. Who's ever got the most money can buy that particular vault. Are you ready? Yeah. Well, then let's go, damn it. Hi. This is just strictly quantity here. Take a shot in the dark, but it's packed. Might be worth a bit. There's a trailer hitch up there, a water heater here. I put a bunch of stuff like this out on my curb last week. There's a well away tool. Tools are a great seller for us. Hopefully nobody else sees them and I can get this unit for cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. All right, I got to make a nice show unit here, babe. What's your pleasure? What are you going to pay? Saying, how much, how much, how much? Yeah. I've got 200 there. Put three right there. Put it in the middle yep. there. Put it in the middle of 500. Five there. Put it six, six out. There. Yep. Put it in six there. Put it seven, seven there. Put it in the middle of anywhere. I've got 700, seven and a half yep. there. Put it in the middle of 18, eight there, eight and a half. It looks like the amateurs are out in full force today. All right, we are back. <laughs> having just watched uh, May the Vault Be With You. May the vaults be with you. May the vault be with you. So we found out why it was called May the Vault yeah. Be With You. They held it off for a while. It was not from some trick that Barry Weiss it wasn't, did to determine the good ones. He didn't do any Jedi mind tricks. The reason was he found... So they went to a, hall, uh, a, a place that had vaults, which is they called them high-end discreet clients. Yeah. And one of these high-end discreet clients in their vault had a... And these, these are... 
the big difference is not like the regular storage shed where you go in and you roll the door up. These are like the ones they maybe like bring to your house. Right. It looks and like just um, a big card, just a big wooden box. It looks like, like an Indiana Jones yeah, and right. the uh, uh, what's which one is it? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 with the the first one, right? Yeah. The Lost Ra- 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 Ark. Put it's, it in the yeah. It's a, I, yeah, I was expecting that one would open up and it yeah. would be everybody's face would melt yeah. off. Like an eight by sixteen plywood crate plowed and then stacked thirty high in some warehouse in the middle of Chatsworth, California. Right, and in one of them was Barry Weiss after chucking everything on the ground, including including a box of porn, like he was going through an ex-wife's thing. Yeah, and <laughs> like. he, he said the great line of uh, porn. He, there was a box of porn and tissues, and he said, "Porn goes with tissues, like peanut butter goes with jam." With jam. With jam. While wearing his sunglasses and slick back white hair, and long, it was a long sleeve shirt, long sleeve pants, and it was upwards of 120 degrees. And he's the type of guy who, even though he's an old guy, he buttons the top button as if yeah. he's in like a Latino gang. Yeah, like exactly. it's a very strange, yeah. very strange look for for yeah. a 65 year old man. Yeah, he looks like he's uh, driving a hot rod and yeah. hanging out with Latino. Uh, Gang members in the fifties, or or hanging out with um, what's his name, Guy Fieri. Guy Fieri, <laughs> Guy Fieri, Ro- rockabilly. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's real way into rockabilly uh, lore. <laughs> but he found a a jacket that was from Return of the Jedi, but it was it said on the back Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, which for all the Star Wars nerds was I guess the original title. The original title they said until. George Lucas said, a Jedi would never have revenge. That's an un-Jedi-like quality, so we, I want to change it to Return of the Jedi. But doesn't in that movie he have revenge? He does. <laughs> but he also returns. He, he does. He First he returns. Yeah. Um, and that ended up being like $3,000. Yeah. From the, that was... That was appraised by the two most despicable men I've ever seen on Storage Wars. Oh, these were two guys who were both wearing like way too expensive suits. They were both had white. They were twins. Twins, Mark and Matt Harris. Mike, Mark and Matt Harris of Wow Media Factors or something like that. And th- as they described it, they they are in the swag business. Yeah. Although now they have some other stupid word for it. Yeah, they were just like these two guys that were sort of finishing each other's sentences but weren't doing a really good job of it. But they'd say like, well, it could be worth, well, maybe even 500 more. Maybe even, because if you think about it. Well, that's true. Right, but, you know, you're, yeah, but right, remember the first, yeah, but those are keep snaps in mind, on there. You're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. No, you're right. No, you're right. But because they, they would look at the original label. Well, remember the rocks. Right, yes, you're right. The rocks. <laughs> yeah. So they're just these annoying, terrible people. <laughs> yeah. One of them had like an eight thousand dollar Rolex watch. Yeah. And it looked like they were dressed by like whoever dresses like uh, Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh back oh. in the it's really tan, white hair, matching glasses. Just terrible. And if you're twins, you have to dress differently. Like you can't. Yeah. You, like. And Don't let, fight it. You're you're marketing yourself as these terrible, terrible t- <laughs> twins. 
I just I just don't like that at all. I don't like it one bit. There was a lot of firsts in this episode, though. Yep. There was... Uh, yup. Yep. <laughs> he had Yup on his trailer. He made his son wear a Yup t-shirt. He, he had, had Yup on his hat. Yup is trademarked, I believe. It's either yep. three or... Yup. Well, we have to pay now, Dave Hester. Yeah, right. Every time... It's a, it's like three or four U's in Yup. Yeah. And it's written everywhere. It's trademarked. And he... But he was... I think he was a little depressed in this episode. Yeah. Yep. yep. Dave, uh, may I ask you some questions, Mr. Hester? Yep. Uh, are you uh, are you depressed right now? Yep. Contemplated suicide? Yep. <laughs> it's really Is it, bad. Uh, at all involved with the relationship with your uh, your troubled relationship with your wife? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, he's 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 really going into Marketville right now. Yeah. <laughs> he's making so much. But the weird thing is, he's depressed because I guess he's has he's not yeah, selling too merchandise. Much merchandise. <laughs> too much merchandise, so he didn't buy anything. He's yeah. the and he's usually the guy who buys everything. Buys everything. Bu- marks up the price, gets all the prices high, and and steals stuff from other people. Yeah, he <laughs> delights in in running the bids up. For the other guys, yeah, that's his whole his whole jam is uh, is he likes he has vendettas against other yeah, personal vendettas. He wants to ruin it for everybody else. Essentially, is what he he's he's the I'd say he's the villain of the yeah. he's the villain. He wears all um, black. He wears all black and the trademark stuff. Uh, Brandy and uh, and Jared are sort of the. Every person, you know, like you're rooting yeah. for them because they're a couple and they, they're the most they have, relatable. They have this small business, but then Daryl Sheets is the guy who has. His, I like Daryl. Daryl Sheets. You like Daryl? I do. He might be my. I like. I know. I said I like Barry, but I like uh, Daryl Sheets a lot too. He's got a great voice. He just strikes me as like a guy too who like you know he owns a boat and a couple ski doos. Yeah, he he definitely listens to um, Margaritaville. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett a lot. Right. He's very tan. Like he just always has like a red like yeah. s- suntan. For as much as he's out, as he's <coughs> sunny. He never actually has a tan. He always looks like red, like he spent one hour out too long. And he's always wearing um, uh, tank tops yeah. and didn't and didn't have a tank top on today. Which but was he like made a re- he did not wear a tank top, but he didn't reference tank tops when yeah. he he. So he came upon. He sort of had an argument with his son. His son almost threw out a couple big price items. Yeah. One of which some high priced faucets, high priced faucets, which were somehow two hundred and three hundred dollars, <laughs> which just goes to show, like I know nothing. When, like there's so many things, and like- by that, it could have just been maybe, maybe let's just say that they replaced the faucets in their house. Whoever had this storage, this vault, put the old faucets in that box. He just saw the box and decided that was the thing. Right. Like you change out the faucet, you take the old one out, you got to put it somewhere. Maybe you put it in the box. I don't know how. The, I'm always surprised that when I learn that I know nothing about things. Like to me, if I've never fixed had a faucet fixed, but it feels like when shouldn't that cost like yeah fifty? I don't know fifty bucks. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> but I guess if you have a vault in Chatworth, then you're, you're probably getting some big, getting some high, nice, nice faucets. But he found they found a painting or a drawing that was yeah uh, pastel on that had a, yeah Toulouse pastel Lutrec. on pencil, and it was a Toulouse Lautrec, and he 
They brought it to this guy. Another Hollywood douchebag, somewhat. Yeah, he was definitely more of a um, charming, like... Uh, quirky guy. A quirky guy. He ran a, a quirky antique shop in Hollywood. But there also was an undertone of... Well, when he came in, he he said, well, this is uh, not a... Uh, it's not a reproduction, and it's not a print. Yeah. And he said, I know this one because it was sold... Four years ago at auction for $175,000. And then Daryl said the thing of, well... No more tank tops! No no more tank tops. Uh, That was his reference to buying, I guess, more expensive shirts. (laughs) He's moving up in the world. And then it turns out, though, that it wasn't that. It was a forgery. But oddly... I guess there's a... The guy, the quirky guy, said there's a market for forgeries. And I know... Some guys, guys who are who into collect for- only the fort. Well, I guess you know if you want original artwork, and what's really the difference if it's hanging on your wall of a twenty five hundred dollar original Toulouse Trek or a hundred seventy five thousand dollar? It's still a, and you know, I think most of those are by a very good artist. Yes, of course, sure. But it just there's something about when he said it that felt like there's a black market forgery well, yeah, course, thing. Yeah, right. It's just like I uh, feel like everything about the art world is kind of like that, like. I know someone, there's a man we know who only collects Picasso from the Blue Period. There was actually a documentary that I came out recently, I think directed by, um, what's his name? He did uh, uh, Supersize Me. Um, Morgan Spurlock. Morgan Spurlock, about Comic-Con. And there was, you saw that, and one of the guys was trying to sell an original early... Uh, what was it? It was a Marvel comic book. Red Rider number five comic book. Right, yeah, which is like, was it Marvel? Uh, it's not Marvel, it was like an early comic book, and yeah. I guess it's very it's like limited. from the 30s, the 40s, I think. Yeah, and it was, maybe it was DC, and it was like, he was trying to sell it for, what, like one, one million, million, yeah. one million dollars. And there's this whole sort of plot throughout the documentary of like we know one guy who doesn't want to be on camp like he's I yeah, can't use his name an anonymous guy of- anonymous anonymous guy wanting to buy a comic book for a million dollars. It's just like that world must be so weird. I mean, how much money do you have that you have the mania of collecting, which I certainly understand. But then on top of that, it's not fun at a certain point. When you have the mania of collecting something, but you have so much money, it's like how eBay sort of ruined collecting in a way because mm-hmm. whatever you're looking for, you can find it. There's no more like thrill of the hunt There's of no like searching. going to the thrift store or going to the garage sales. And la- I mean, you can still do that, but it's not the same. Right, as just clicking and there's obviously at least two websites that have exactly yeah, what you're looking Whatever you for. want, you could find it on eBay. You might not find it immediately all the time, but if you... Consistently searched, probably within a month, someone puts it up. Um, yeah, it's just such a yeah. And the art world is probably ten times more than I was. Think I was talking to you about the um, some kind of monster documentary of Metallica. Oh yeah, but Lars Ulrich at one point he he he, which is an incredible documentary. It's just like a must see <laughs> rock documentary. But he has all this crazy art on his wall, and he sells it at auction. And it's just watching him. At an auction, making millions and millions and millions of dollars, and you're like, "Oh, this guy is terrible, but awesomely <laughs> terrible." He's like the best, best rock star, like the wor- best worst rock star. Um, yeah, this was. Um, I like Daryl. I like his wow factor. The other big thing that happened uh, in this that was never before seen 
Right. Not to interrupt you. No, 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 please. The fight between the auctioneer and Oh, his that, wife. Was that was really awkward. Shocking. And so awkward that even the editor or producers of the show felt the need to keep it in there. Like, there was no reason for it to be, like, in terms of, yeah. like, for the, the linear. Yeah, uh, it made no, there was no follow up. Or pre anything about it. Yeah, so the auction guy, there, there are two people who always run the auctions. Yeah. A guy who talks really fast, obviously, Husband and wears and a, wife. a pinky ring, and his wife, who is, as you said, uh, how did you describe her? Um, it's like beautiful, but not at all beautiful. Beautiful, but not at all beautiful. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah. And. And I guess I don't. She always stands next. This was a little clue too. What they yeah. do, like she always stands next to him. And apparently, well, we didn't know all these for these three seasons. As the bed, as the bids go up, he's going five hundred five. I get five fifty for Susan. Finally, says yep for five fifty. Then she writes five fifty. Right, the current bid. Which I yeah, I would never have known that yeah, there was something. That she's actually doing something other than just standing next to him, smiling. A little eye candy for the bidders. But, I thought, like, oh, she stands and helps to see if someone else is trying to. Right, bang. exactly. She's the eyes yeah. on the crowd. But then, yeah, she writes this, and in this one, I, he is like, "Your hands in the Just way." Right? The, I can't see the bid if your thumb's over it. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm sorry, my thumb's not on it. It's right there. I'm just, I'm not trying to fight. Yeah, I'm just saying I cannot see the bid. I'm sorry, babe. I just can't see it through your thumb. I told you it was 14. Yeah, I got you. If I kind of go like that, that, I'm not trying to flip it away from you, but I just need to see it. Danny, my hand is here. It's getting hot. All right, let's do it one more time. 14, 15, 15, 16, 15, 16. And then it went right back in. Goes, it's getting hot out here, everybody. <laughs> then they're right back to the bit. Yeah. It's like I can imagine in the parking lot in the car, like, what the hell oh, are you doing? She got beat that night. <laughs> Guaranteed. She got beat. He took off his pinky ring and went yeah. to town. <laughs> yeah, that was very awkward. Either that or she beat him. If you, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't, I didn't just was trying to say, like, my thumb she wasn't totally on there. wears my the thumb. pants. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. What oh, a God. weird, that's a weird, um, I feel like all these people it's not weird it's just very different from my experience like they're all like California native Californian weirdos kind of like there's sort of a slight breadth of like those Southern California you know not that aren't like Hollywood movie showbiz types yeah it's just sort of this other weird community I remember before this show came out or right when it came out I looked it up and the first thing that came up on Google was that guy's website the auctioneer uh huh and it seemed very clear from the way it was described and probably described to him in the first place because they probably got through all these people through him. Right. Was that he was he and his wife were the star of the show and it was going to be about them and how they run these auctions and right. whatever. He probably hooked them up with all the bidders and then I'm this is all uh, you know speculation but either they probably hung out with them and be like oh well, this guy just drives the auctions all day, but these other guys, these are very interesting. Watching right. the the dynamic between the Dave Hester and Daryl Sheets, and uh, and this crazy guy showed up with a little person on stilts, and uh, you know, uh, he got fucked. Yeah, he got fucked hard. Although, and you can tell because they still, he's still in the credits. Like yeah, he I mean, a, he gets a you know a, a billing in the. In well, the I can imagine. Here, here's the thing: I'm sure he benefits a lot from. I don't. I'm sure he doesn't make as much per episode as these other people, but he must benefit because maybe like, I feel like now when I watch this season versus uh, 
The earlier seasons, there are more people there at the, all the auctions. And even uh, the, another first, I had never seen it, might have happened, but a guy who wasn't one of the main cast members or uh-huh. main uh, focuses of the show beat them. Like, oh, there's yeah. this big guy who beat Dave Hester, and he. That they made a point of showing. They showed it, because there are obviously other people bidding and probably yeah. winning things, but they never Although, showed them. I felt like maybe a little bit they sh- did show that so that Barry Weiss could say, cause so they could have Barry Weiss's line of, you just beat the Satan of storage. Yep. That's a real dig at Dave Hester. <laughs> he is the Satan of. The Satan of storage. The Satan of storage. That guy also probably gets he. This all benefits him more too because I feel uh, they he. Uh, there's three times as many people at these auctions. Yeah, so. and nobody nobody watching this show for the most part. I don't, so I assume no one else does. <laughs> uh-huh. Have any interest in going to to Brandy and Jared's oh, thrift dumpy shop, yeah. thrift shop? But I would love to go to one of the guys' auctions and yeah, buy a oh, storage shed. That would be great. I would love to witness this maybe like, I don't know, putting like four hundred. Yeah. Like I'll bid $400. I'll make, at yeah, mo- like, 500 bucks. That's like, it. I'll, I'll do it on one thing. We'll just see what happens yeah. just for the thrill. Yeah. Have you ever been to an auction before? Uh, I have, but not a real good one. Like, you know, some weird like Comic-Con uh, auction-y and not like a nice – Southern beef, right. or like, or even like, uh, there's that one auction show that I don't know what's on. It's like Gallery Fifty Four or something. Oh, I don't know. That's here in Atlanta, but there's a show about it. They're sort of like just like an antique shop, but they have like an auction every month or something. Man, I think it must be a fun world. My mom, when we were young, my brother and I, and I mean, I love still love it, but Mad Magazine. We were oh, super sure. into Mad Magazine, and I guess they had a uh, a auction and. There was one back cover that I guess she had a catalog, so we looked at through the catalog, and she's like, "I'll get you guys something." Like, if you know, obviously, if it's reasonable, yeah, right, right, yeah. But we there was this one back cover of a Mad magazine, which was um, convict clowns, Uh and it was like cool painted clowns, and one was named like Papa Dapa, and they like had all these funny like what their crimes were, and Alfred E. Newman was one of them, and we're like, "Yeah, like this is the coolest." So she ended up winning. Like the original art from this mm. back back cover, and I have it framed, but it's really cool. My brother, ha- I've got like a couple panels. My brother has a couple panels in the original sketch. Wow, that's like really cool. That's awesome. How much did she get it for? Do you remember? I don't know. We were we were probably no. She never told me. We were, I was probably like twelve years old, so yeah, I have right. no idea. I can't imagine. I mean, it's not. It wasn't made it, like. I don't think the artist was like Jim Davis, or it wasn't yeah, right. like uh, you know Al Jaffe or one of the main guys. Yeah, um, it's so. amazing to me with that stuff, original art from like magazines and and things that aren't super old. That to me, it's never worth or cost as much as it as I ever think it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh well, this is an no matter what, this is like an original painting, right? And it's oh, you know. I don't know what like something like that is like exactly like some piece of artwork that was like for a magazine that the guy did in twenty five minutes. Yeah, one of seven hundred pieces of art that were produced for the magazine. There's a guy at Comic Con who has the best booth. It's all like fine art. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not fine art. It's all like art from old pulp magazines and stuff. But it's all the original paintings and things. Best best. Uh, Best one there. That's really oh, cool. And they're all su- they're all super expensive. 
he's got some bargain bins, but even the bargain bins are like, yeah, 150 bucks. So I guess some people must go to Comic-Con with like thousands of dollars, or oh. I guess they must take credit cards or something. But, yeah, but, yeah, they do. But that's like, like a big deal to go to a place like that, like a massive sort of like craziness like everywhere yeah. and being like, yeah, I'm going to drop like $50,000 oh. today. I mean, I do it not like that. But the version of me where I'm like, I'm going and I'm going to get, every year I go, I'm like, I want to go get a couple pieces of art. That's all I want to get, a couple pieces of art from, if there's something new from somebody or something old. What's your most prized uh, possession of that sort? Ooh. Wow. That's a rough question. That I, something I bought? Or that you have, or that was, I don't, you don't, you didn't have to have bought it. I mean... That's a piece of art, original piece of art. I sure, have. yeah. I mean, oh well, I know what it is now. Very easily, <laughs> I got a piece of art commissioned for my wife. The most expensive thing I ever did in my life. That is a picture of. Uh, I'll send you a picture of it. You can put it up on wherever someone could find this if they feel the need to see. They'll it. never see it. <laughs> um, of my two dogs, but it was by this illustration artist. Mm-hmm. Victor Powell, so it looks very realistic. But it's my two dogs, and my one dog as the Queen of England, and the other one as a knight in the royal throne room. Whoa! And it's like probably two by four feet. Wow! Like, it's like, and it's all like with colored pencils, so it's like super detailed. Oh my god! Really vibrant and crazy, and it's awesome. That's amazing. That's probably the one thing I would, other than like, you know, I think I have another painting that my, you know, a relative who passed away did. I'd probably grab one. I'd probably have to grab both of those. If there's a fire. Yeah. Okay. You just said I'd have to grab both of those. I was like, I don't know what the situation is. Oh, I'm thinking, uh, you know, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, I looked at that blog today called Burning House, you know. No, I don't know what It's that like is. a blog called Burning House, and all it has is like, to li- like whoever, like you, like well, uh, and it's like a photo of the things that if your house was burning, what you would take. That's interesting. And get out of there. It's really interesting sometimes, and then other times you're like, wow, what a what a uh, a uh, what a dickhead. Like I'd grab my Bruno Mali shoes and my. I'm like, wow. I don't know what I would grab. I don't know if I. I mean. I mean, the stock is always, you know, you say photos, but these days you don't even you don't need, need to. Grab to. It's your all, photos, I feel like it's all my, I mean, computer would be the yeah. go-to just because. But I recently had my computer stolen, so I, even that wasn't that yeah. terrible because I just well, it's all your cloud, uh, cloud and everything. Now it's like you don't really. Yeah, I don't know nothing. I I don't need any possessions. I'm yeah. better. Th- I'm better than most people. That's true. I I don't need any. Have you ever dealt with um at like a comic con or something? Because you're obviously you're on some pretty shows that have really strong fan bases or I'm sure some sort of fanatic, fanatical in some sort. Have you ever dealt with like people that want um, like swag or, or have like interesting things to say to you? Oh, sure. There's a guy, uh, I know him. He's nice, but he sent me boxes of mustard. Cause he knows I like mustard. Uh-huh. <laughs> I keep saying mustard. Uh, Do you yeah. use the mustard? I did use it. Um, <laughs> it's all poison. Well, yeah, uh, he loves you too much to let you live. That's right. To, to let anybody else anybody share you forever. Share you? Uh, no, he's very nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, 
Like, we see a lot of people with... Well, there was a guy. He was a great guy. His name is Earl Funk. He's a tattoo artist. Earl Funk. That's an awesome yeah. name. And he came over when we were at a uh, convention, you know, drawing pictures and signing stuff for people. And he came over. He's like, oh, would you do me a little drawing? I said, oh, sure. And then, like, he came over again later and he said, this guy's covered in tattoos. But he said, like, would you tattoo me? Would you tattoo a Master Shake onto my body? And I was like, I, you know, I've never done that. He's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you know, and he had a little spot on his leg, like maybe an inch that was like bare wow. skin that not around all his other tattoos. And he's like, yeah, just do it right here. You know, it'll take you like five or ten minutes. Wait, and you did the tattoo? Yeah, I mean, I had the gloves on. I'm going like. Wait, Ooh. have you ever? No, not at all. Wait, and do you draw in general? I, yeah, you I do draw. draw. You draw, but, draw. Still, but still, that's like, a. I mean, it was like this big. It was like so small that even the world's greatest artists, unless you're like a micro artist, wouldn't really, you know. And I mean, I drew it, colored in the gloves, colored in the straw pink. Wow. I was like, now you need to make enough. Because I was like, I do not want to fuck your body up for the rest of your life. That's crazy. And he's like, just put it in. You want to put pressure so it gets in there. Otherwise, it'll fade away. I'm like, okay. He's like, but not too much. I'm like, no, not too much. Okay. As soon as I start. The weird thing about giving a tattoo for me was as soon as you put the needle down, like on the skin... The black, the ink sort of spreads out, so right. you can't see where you're going. You kind of have to like remember where you're going. Because that's why I've seen uh, like their LA ink, and those they'll they'll sort of do it, and then they'll wipe it, so yeah. so that exactly. they can because the ink sort of you spreads. You kind of like remember where the like by the t- you move it like, and this was very small, so the problem was magnified. Right, sure. But like you go down a little bit, you kind of had to like remember where like where you'd make the L, of making like the bottom of the cup, you know, or something. But, like, I put the needle, I'm going, I was like, is this, do you think that's in enough? And he's like, yeah, you can probably let up a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then I saw him, like, a year later. He said, just so you know, I'm covered in tattoos. He's like, that tattoo took seven months to heal because you put it in so deep. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, but it'll uh, probably never go away, right? He's like, no. I don't think did it'll you ever see, go did, away. Did, were you happy with your work? Sure, it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't my best work, but for my first tattoo, it was pretty That's good. That's pretty crazy. I saw, I just recently watched um, Vice Magazine has like short documentaries oh, sure. online. Yeah. And there was one that went up this week or last week, and it was about celebrity, fin- sort of celebrity fans, fanatics. Uh-huh. And it was the type of, the, the people that will wait for the celebrity outside of events. It just, oh. Oh, one of them was a guy who, I don't know if you remember, but there's like a photograph that went viral online of a of a kid, this sort of heavy teenager trying to give Megan Fox a rose, and she was just walking past him. Whatever, oh. it was just his image that went viral. But so he turned. It turns out that he's a guy that will t- takes picture with every celebrity. He just waits outside of premieres, waits outside of everything. But one of the guys, his thing was he would get tattoos of celebrities like in this uh-huh. one he got a tattoo of billy Connolly, the british comedian and then he'd have um them sign it them and then, sign tattoo, it and then the tattoo the signature and it'd be like verify they'd and he'd take pictures and then do it to verify it like as if you know how you verify art so you can sell it it's like what he's gonna sell pieces of his skin why uh, did i had somebody do that too that they they you they, signed them i drew them a picture they said this was at a thing called Scream Fest, so like horror, but we were there, me and the, the Metalocalypse, John Schnepp, you know. Mm-hmm. And I always draw pictures for people. So he's like, would you draw me like a weird shake? So I drew like a zombie shake. 
And then he came back the next day and he said, look, and showed me his arm or his leg or wherever it was. And there was the zombie shake. Wow. And then he said, would you sign it? He's like, and then we're going to have him tattooed the signature because, like, you know, it was – then it's like the whole thing. And, I mean, I didn't – they somehow – the drawing I did of it, they made it smaller because I did it, like, on whatever, you know, piece like piece of – a regular piece of paper, right. eight and a half by 11 or whatever. So, and then he uh, – you autographed And then the guy it? came back the third – because it was, like, three days, you know, like Friday, Sunday or something. He's, or came back maybe right after he did. He's like, I did it. Can I take my picture with you again? Wow. Like, <laughs> So did he have any other tattoos uh, equivalent to that? I don't – well, I don't know. He did have other tattoos, but he didn't have a lot of tattoos. You are a part of his daily life now. I mean, yeah. You are. I mean, that's a notable – it was on his arm? It was either like on his arm or like on his thigh. I feel like it was on his arm. It was like in the classic tattoos. So side. there's not one day that goes by that he he's, he doesn't either think of – either maybe think about you or – recognizes your work in the mirror or so, like that you are Something. a daily yeah. part of his life yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's amazing dave and i dave sent dave willis the creator the co-creator of aquatine sent me a picture of someone who sent him a picture of their tattoo which was it was hard to decipher at first what it was but then you realized it was a meatwad tattoo but it uh-huh. was just meatwad's eyes and mouth and like those three dots that are kind of always over by right. his head, and then and you only saw the guy's hand, which was tattooed to the wrist, full sleeve. Like this guy, clearly this was not a beginner tattoo, but he basically had Meatwad's face tattooed onto his scrotum. No, no. Yes. And he's like holding his balls, and he's oh. holding them enough so like the scrotum is like taut. Oh, shall we say? And it was very clearly Meatwad's face, and it kind of looked like oh, the like shade. if it was a live action, oh. like, kind of like gristly and dirty looking. And, I mean, that will that burned into my mind forever. And unfortunately, I don't think I have the picture anymore. Oh, that is unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, can you imagine? Like, okay, first of all, having that to tattoo—that's serious commitment. But then, if somebody doesn't know the TV show Aqua Teen Hunger Force, oh. and they're like your girlfriend, or you sleep with them, like, wait, what? What is that? I guess you just got a face on well, your wall. <laughs> it's a talking <laughs> pile of meat, and he lives with these French fries. And like, how could you? I would <laughs> hope by getting that tattoo, you are then weeding out the people who you should right, not exactly. be sleeping with. If you don't know, babe, you don't know. <laughs> You're not getting a piece of Daryl here. I wonder if he, on the other side of his balls, he has Wilson from uh, <laughs> from Castaway on his balls, That's like right. another the another spherical yeah, right. type of uh, man. That Globy is, from Pee Wee's Playhouse, right? Exactly. That's real. I mean, that's true. Yeah. That's a true fan. Yeah. There's a book of uh, called Regrettable Tattoos. That's I'm sure it came from a blog, right? But Someone got their dog tattooed, and I think they had what? a meat wad on it. Is that it like legal? A, I can't imagine it is, but I guess people know how to do their own tattoos. Oh, that is terrible. Like, yeah. that is, that's wrong. That, you should not subject no. a dog to... No. Wait, and had, wait, wait, so was it a hairless dog? No, but I think the dog was shaved. Because we were like, oh, 
I was at the store with my friend. I said, and I'm just thinking, like, oh, I wonder if there's a because I've seen a fair share of Squidbilly and uh, Aqua Teen tattoos, and I thought, oh, there's probably one in here somehow. Well, I didn't think there probably, right? But I thought, well, that, that wouldn't be out of the spectrum of, you know, someone. Uh, and there, the only there was a meat one in there, but it was on a dog, and I was like, "Oh, that's terrible." That is so that's wrong. Horrible. That's yeah. so wrong. You should never put an animal. T- I wouldn't put a human through that if they didn't. Yeah, you couldn't. You, if dog. they couldn't, if you had a knew a human that couldn't speak or yeah, like yeah. express, then yeah. I would not do that. To yeah, them. they you couldn't can't. say unless they can unless the, the 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 animal in question can say. Yes, I would really like to do this and please, have this. Please, unless the animal asks explicitly for yeah. that tattoo, I would not do it. Yeah. Oh, that is. I'm picturing it being a golden retriever. Do you remember what type of dog it was? It wasn't that big. It was a smaller dog. Oh. Let's say, like, of the. It wasn't big. It wasn't as big as that, but like cocker spaniel size, perhaps. Something in there. A type of dog that doesn't deserve that. No. No dog. Well, no, because it was in fact a dog. Um, not. Cool. Well, one last thing before we uh, we shut this off for the day. But we, I usually do a drinking game for uh, try to pick a drink, drinking game for the show we just watched. Can you uh, mm. any uh, yes. game that you think would be yes. worth playing? Yes. The one thing we didn't talk about uh. for the show we were doing. We we're saying I wish I would for my character I play. There's a little hand gesture that Jared does. <laughs> oh yeah. That I wish. I would have seen this. I wish we would have done this before we started shooting because I would have certainly incorporated it. Maybe uh, Jared does a little like a like a pop with his wrist it's whenever he's trying like, to overly emphasize. It's like as if he's like people do that snapping. Yeah, thing as if he's doing a snap, but without the snap, yeah. he does this yeah. sort of douchey like throwing. He's like, like he's, I told him we needed to make the money. Yeah, <laughs> and like on the money is like his little wrists. Like he he picks his hand up sort of alongside his head and he kind of smacks, slams it, or like whips it. Yeah, he whips his hand like, which is like I don't as know. if he would be saying things like boosh or in your face, boom, booyah. Told you. But he's just talking about selling stuff at a yeah, thrift like, store. And man, and then we're going to be selling the small appliances. Like. <laughs> Those are worth over twenty bucks. Um, and what would you drink while drinking to Jared oh, snapping his hand? St- oh, well, that would just have to be like something extra douchey, like a. What would Jared drink? I don't know. Maybe like a four loco or a four loco out of a uh, out of a vintage cup. That the, uh, out, no, out of a coffee pot. Out of a coffee like, pot like that he's going to sell for twenty five dollars, twenty five dollars, twenty five dollars. I love. Maybe if there, there's got to be some way to make like four loco frozen margaritas. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh God, four locos are d- disgusting. But now they don't have. Uh, they either don't have as much caffeine or they're not alcoholic anymore. Is that true? I don't know. I don't think they're legally allowed to do what they used to do in Four Locos. Too bad. You know, one day we'll be able to say we were alive. That's like when Coca-Cola had cocaine in it. We could say, like, yeah, we had Four Locos. We had Four Locos. real shit. I went to a college. I did a show at a college once, and we asked them how many people in the audience have done done Four Locos. <laughs> how many people have done Four Locos and, like, everybody. And yeah. then I was talking to a college kid afterwards, and they showed us a video of, like, their friend drinking Four Locos, like, over the course of the night. I was like... This isn't funny. This is really disturbing. Just spooky. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, distant relatives, who I will never mention, but used to sell it out of his or her dorm room 
for and they Mocha? would put a picture up on Facebook when it's like we're you know there was some code like when we're when we've got our stock in there was like you know update of a photo that would just have like a flower in the vase and when everyone saw the flower in the vase go to room seven sixty two and pick up your four locos. That's hilarious. That's true. Weird dealership. That's a, <laughs> that's a strange level of dealership. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, I remember in uh, at the at this Utah, this like all Mormon university. There was this big bust because the girls were running a prostitution ring, oh, but they would put a tennis racket in the window of the of the dorm. So if you're walking by and you see the tennis racket up there, that meant they were like open for business. That's the most um, waspy uh, way to yeah. say that, to, to say that there's a prostitute. Yeah, we hang our Madras multi plaid pants. <laughs> And our Wilson tennis racket. That's right. <laughs> um, my wine spritzers. Um, well, thank you so much, Dana, for doing the podcast. Thank you. I just realized halfway through watching that, by the way, I know I keep trying to wrap up. Oh, no, I'm not. I, uh, I assume that you've... The show we should have... Uh, next time. Next time? The show I really love. I, and I know it would have been on there. I just completely blanked on it. Steven Seagal, Lawman. Oh, I'd love to watch that. Well, we'll do another one. Save it. Save it for me. Don't let uh, you know. We'll do. We'll do a Lawman episode. Right. I would love to watch that. The one Bob Odenkirk stealing the Steven Seagal, uh, or some some somebody. Actual. S- I won't let anybody. I will check that off. That okay. nobody else can watch Lawman <laughs> unless they they give me a piece of forged art and then <laughs> as a bribe. Um, well, thanks so much, Dana. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll see you. On the other side. I would like to thank Dana Snyder for uh, watching Storage Wars with me. We had a blast. It's good hanging with him. I'm a fan of his work, and I'm a fan of you as fans of this show. If you like the show, please uh, leave a comment on Apple, iTunes. Uh, Let me know what you think. If you hate it, just write a string of curses. Um, I think Apple might um, maybe censor yourself because Apple might mark it as spam if it has a lot of curses. But uh, just feel free. Do whatever Do whatever you want. Um, all right. I will be back next week with a new show with a new awesome guest. So please check in. You are great. If you haven't noticed, I've stopped doing the half episodes. If, if you want them back, let me know. I don't know if they're necessary. So uh, I stopped doing them. So please, uh, if you if you really want them, let me know. But otherwise, just stay silent. Um, si- silence is golden. All right. Have a great night and an early mañana. Adios, amigos. Mm-hmm.